0: As educators of adults, we can often find inspiration from the world around us, sometimes coming from the most unconventional of places. One of these unlikely sources of wisdom is a man known for his cardigans and his special land of make-believe. I'm talking about the incomparable Fred Rogers, or Mr. Rogers as I remember him from my childhood. He was the host of a children's television show that ran from 1968 to 2001. In addition to his focus on educating and entertaining young children, Fred Rogers was highly accomplished and a curious and devoted lifelong learner. Before his unfortunate death in 2003, he received more than 40 honorary degrees and several awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002 and a Lifetime Achievement Emmy in 1997. Now, you might ask, how can a children's TV show host teach us about interacting with adults exactly, and what can we learn from him as educators and practitioners? As it turns out, there are, in fact, a few golden nuggets that we can take away. The recent biographical film with Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, sparked a journey of rediscovery for my guest today, Michael McDonald, in this episode of the Adult Learning Hub podcast. Mr. Rogers' relevance to adult learning is also highlighted by Dr. Anita Kunley's book, a work that Michael draws upon called The Mr. Rogers Effect. She outlines several principles for bringing out the best in yourself and others, and these align so perfectly with the spirit and very heart of adult education. Before we get into our chat, let me tell you more about my guest, Michael McDonald. So he's focused his career on supporting individuals with disabilities. Being someone who has a disability himself and succeeding in his career, he understands the sometimes taken for granted factors that impact our performance at work and the necessary supports that should be in place. With a diverse background that includes working for insurers, schools, and employers, he currently works with Air Canada Jazz's employees as they balance the needs of a safety critical work environment and their own unique health challenges and abilities. He's recently developed coursework for Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia, Canada on building positive workplace cultures that leverage positive psychology to foster workplace health and he draws upon his background in psychology, health and safety, and health leadership. He also has qualifications in science, mental health, rehab, leadership, and a master's in adult education, just to name a few. Mr. Rogers' approach, Michael argues, mirrors the process of learning for adults so well. And he says that as facilitators and educators, it's critical that we accept people, we meet them where they are to help them lead them towards their goals. Cozy up, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get into it. Michael, thank you so much for being a guest on the Adult Learning Hub podcast. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today, and I always think that it's best to start with a story. So where did your interest in adult learning begin?
1: I was responsible for reviewing disability claims for an insurance company, and I was looking working with all these different people. And... There was this one situation that stood out for me that made me really curious, and it said, "Okay, I need to go back to school in order to understand this," because I didn't really understand what was going on. And there was a, there was a two gentlemen. they were both butchers, meat cutting professionals, and they both acquired the same type of um, disability, and they acquired um, a health issue, and they were both having complications, they were both the same age one gentleman lived in, they, they lived about four hours apart in different communities in the same province here in Canada. And they did the same job. They had been in the same job for the same number of years for the same company, um, similar injury. But one guy was really deeply engaged in the community, deeply engaged in continuous learning, deeply engaged in um, just being out there and social and just constantly curious constantly learning the other guy was a little bit more down to earth and very quiet and reserved and the guy who was enterprising he went back to work after six weeks his injury recovered he he listened to what the doctor said and they did everything right and he just got better the other guy who was really quiet and reserved and he didn't have great engagement with the community he didn't have great engagement um with his coworkers or anything like that and he ended up becoming permanently disabled and he never went back to work. And I, I couldn't understand how did that happen because the biomechanics are exactly the same. And yet the social circumstances were so different. So I thought, okay, well, I want to go back. And so I ended up doing my master's in education, really wanting to look at, um, and this is how you and I connected is over the idea of informal learning, right? So that became a passion of mine is finding out, well, what role does informal learning play In our quality of life and how does that play a role in our resilience and how does that play a role in just kind of getting through um, life's challenges there's this concept called the social determinants of health and there's all these 11 factors that are well understood that are all social factors that are well understood to be predictors of health outcomes there's you know your your income your geography your race your gender your location and all of these things. And then at your education level. So if you have a certain amount of formal education, you're more likely to be healthy than a certain less amount of formal education. But none of those determinants look at informal learning. So that was the basis of my inquiry is, is informal learning a social determinant of health? And theoretically, I came to the conclusion that yes, it is. I brought education into it because I saw that there's a role there and we need to be respectful of that part of it.
0: Some of the themes you mentioned, Michael, around informal learning and our health and well being all play out in the world of Mr. Rogers, the person that we're speaking about today, this kind of unsung hero, perhaps, in the world of lifelong learning. So, you recently discovered this figure from your childhood and made some connections between his approach and adult learning. Tell us about that.
1: He had this wonderful TV show, and it was on for so many years, and it was part of my childhood. And I rediscovered him because there was a bio with Tom Hanks that was done, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And I watched that and I was like, you know, he is a really good example of that positive psychology and informal learning because he is teaching kids wonderful things on a TV show. And it's just informal. You're not going to class. You're not being given a structured lesson. You're not being held to an, a plan. This is something that you decide to show up for as a child, as a viewer, and you engage in this learning. So I thought that was a really anything to start being curious about and so that sparked my journey of rediscovery right so I ended up delving into the formal biography I read a couple of books and um I even checked out uh there was a documentary called won't you be my neighbor highly recommend it you can see these critical lessons that he's teaching us about the learning process
0: so what does his approach mean for us as adult educators exactly
1: So you really need to listen to your students. You really need to understand what they're trying to achieve, right? You need to know where they're at. You need to be able to meet them where they are. In order to get them where they're going, you have to start at their starting point, not at yours, right? Mm -hmm. So you really need to take a step back and to listen and hear what they're saying about what they want and need. Mm -hmm. Right, as an adult educator, that's the only way you can be effective. So you really need to understand what their goals, what's relevant, how do they learn? Um, and, you know, Mr. Rogers always created this space for people to share themselves with him because he was open. He always built on that in order to help them make sense of the world. I accept you for who you are.
0: Mm.
1: Like you are good enough right mm. now.
0: Mm.
1: And, and if we can't tell our students that, why do they trust us to help them learn? Mm. Because if we can't embrace our students who, and celebrate them for who they are right now and mm-hmm. the choices that they need to be in this learning environment in this moment, if you can't, if you can't accept and, and celebrate that, then you might not be the right situation for them. Mm-hmm. You might mm-hmm. not be the right resource for them because that creates safety for them to be vulnerable to make mistakes to learn.
0: What's fascinating to me about Mr. Rogers' approach as well through his TV programs was that he created the conditions for people to feel safe. I Mm -hmm. think, as you alluded to earlier, it's not so much about what he was explicitly teaching or trying to relay, but it's through his very presence. It's through his sense of curiosity, through um, acceptance and love. And that's still important for adults today, not just for children.
1: You know, Carl Rogers talks about unconditional positive regard. And and this is, that's what he was demonstrating. That's what Carl Rogers is the this, this psychotherapist from back way back in the day in the early stages of psychology. But Fred Rogers, the guy that we're talking about from the TV show, he he demonstrated that power of unconditional positive regard, just accepting people for what they are, not judging them for their mistakes, and still thinking that they have worth even despite those mistakes. Mr. Rogers definitely lived that. And that, that was what made him so powerful because accepting people for who they are is the starting point for growth.
0: Why is Mr. Rogers so radical, especially for us in adult education in today's day and age?
1: When you see how Mr. Rogers was compared to another big children's show of the same era, which is Sesame Street. Mm. Right. So Sesame Street was predicated upon this whole fast paced, accelerated learning, making the assumption that we all had short attention spans as children and even as adults. Right. So you'll see that there's a lot of pressure to create bite sized nuggets of knowledge. You'll you'll see the big trend these days around micro learning. That makes me think about where Mr. Rogers stands out, which is he steps back. And he just accepts people for what they are, and he has this very slow methodical approach to things, and he just embraces the moment. And he's not about speed. He's not about uh, impact. He's just about acceptance, because society is pushing us to be fast paced. And society is saying, we got to go, go, go. You got to learn. You got to learn. You got to get all this knowledge. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. And Mr. Rogers saying, it's, it's okay to be you, just do it on your terms. And it's okay to take it slow and it's okay to be methodical and it's okay to be deliberate and thoughtful and just Zen. Mm. And that, that safety creates a really strong foundation because that self-acceptance, because when you slow down, you become more aware, situationally aware of what you can and do and what you can achieve and then you kind of build on that and it becomes a wonderful thing and sometimes slowing down is just powerful Mm. and Mr. Rogers gave permission for the slow thinking and and I don't think he even realized it right because he just wanted to make that intimate connection with you and he Mm. wanted to validate you in the Mm. moment Mm. and in doing that it created an opportunity for you to grow right Mm. And, and that's your student and that's your classroom classmate, and that's your, your fellow learner. And, you know, that that's a such a vital message that, you know, I think that adult le- educators need to kind of really revisit some of those sources of inspiration from unconventional places, mm. right? Because Mr. Rogers is not what we would stand out as being an expert adult educator, but when you really think about what he's done and how he did what he does he's absolutely a great champion for um how we can approach our students
0: i love that so for educators of adults who are listening to this podcast today what are three tips from mr rogers approach that you think they can use when creating learning experiences for adults if they could take something away from this conversation
1: well the first one is definitely accepting your students for who they are and really just giving them not unconditional positive regard and really just embracing them and celebrating them celebrating everything that they bring to that room in that moment adult students come into the situation where they're trying to gain new information because they they know something and they realize that there's a gap and that's an exciting moment and they want to get things done right so you need to accept that and say okay Help me understand what you know so that I can help you bridge that gap. Validating the fact that learning is a vulnerable thing and giving them the permission to be vulnerable. You're coming into a learning situation. You're admitting that there's something you don't know. And that's a hard thing to admit for for some people, right? So you just need to say, yes, this is great. We're going to discover this together, right? So just making it safe for them Mm -hmm. and being curious with them and Just really kind of validating that vulnerability and just saying, let's build on that. And then the final thing is just, I think, I don't know if Mr. Rogers um, did this intentionally or whatever, but he just really was excited about you as a student. And I think that that's awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Michael, for joining me today in this episode and sharing with us the unconventional wisdom that we can leverage in our work with adult learners. For any listeners interested, Michael has created a downloadable guide which goes into even more depth on practical tips and strategies for us as adult educators and applying some of the principles mentioned today in this episode. If you want to get your hands on a copy, you can become a member of the Adult Learning Hub. Not only do you get access to this informative guide, but also a vibrant, close-knit community of adult learning professionals where we are navigating a new world of work together more confidently. Through our monthly calendar of activities and informative member meetups we are upping our game for ourselves our learners and our organizations come and join us it's free to explore while you check out you can go to the adultlearninghub.com and click on become a member today see you there and have a great day bye